We are all capable of doing lots of interesting and amazing things, good or bad. A comedian once said, the devil made me do it. But in all reality, we hold the reins to choose whatever it is. We are all destined to do better and to become much more than the ordinary. Welcome to Avis Woolley Ministries' Made for That podcast. The Word of the Lord tells us that we are many things, conquerors, overcomers, royal priesthood, a holy nation, just to name a few. We were created to worship the living God. We were made to give Him praise, glory, and honor. We were made for that. In this podcast, you will find hope, encouragement, strength, trust, faith, love, and above all else, Christ Jesus. So, as you listen, keep an open mind to hear from the Lord. Keep prayerful that the Word will fall upon good ground and grow into something beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. Have you ever misplaced something of value? And you found yourself not able to move forward until the object is found? Well, it's funny how losing something of any value, whether it's small or great, can consume us into spending significant amount of time trying to locate that very thing. Recently, I found myself in this quandary. Sure, I've done this before, but this time my hunt came with a message. As I share my experience with you, I do hope that you will hear the word of the Lord speak to you as he did to me. Hello, I'm your host, Avis, and welcome again to Avis Woolley Ministries' Made for That podcast. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Father, for life, freedom, grace, and mercy. You allowed us to see it, experience it, and live it. Your unconditional love. Who is like unto our God? You have called us into righteousness. You hold our hands and maintain a covenant with us. You are the one and only true and living God. That is your name. And you will not give your glory to any other gods. You are our Redeemer, our Keeper, and our soon-coming King. Everyone who listens to this message today, help them to hear your voice and turn their compassion back to you. This I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. On today, I'd like to talk to you about diligently seeking the Lord. On August the 28th, I misplaced a set of keys. I was unaware that they were misplaced until I needed them, which was a few days later. I backtracked, looked in all the obvious places, but I was still unsuccessful in locating those keys. One week passed, two weeks passed, and I was about to enter into the third week. I went to my closets. 
I emptied the last known purses that I used. Still no keys. I searched the pocket of every garment I wore since August the 28th. I even went to my coat closet and searched them too. I looked in plastic bags, garment bags, garbage bags, three automobiles. Still no keys. I called Lowe's, the lost and found department. I even called Home Depot, the lost and found department, and inquired if someone had turned in a set of keys that fit my descriptions. They both said, none of those items have been turned in. Maybe try back a little later. Still no keys. I prayed the first week and asked my angels to help me find them and to show me where they were. I use this approach because I've done this before. I remember my first incident was in college. I had misplaced a key that went to a footlocker that had all of the important things that I needed for that week. I turned my room upside down. I couldn't find those keys. So I got down on my knees and I asked my angels, goodness and mercy, if they would help me to find those keys. The next day, going about my routine, I had a thought. And the thought said, look in your wallet. Look in the section where you keep your dollar bills. Matter of fact, I even had a dream that my key for my footlocker was in the exact spot. I waited until I got back home from school. I went into my room, went into my wallet. Sure enough, there was that key to my footlocker. Immediately, I began to thank the Lord for my angelic assistance, how they helped me to retrieve that thing that was lost. Now back to my present dilemma. I called a believer friend of mine whom I had seen that weekend, and I asked her if by chance I may have dropped my keys in her bags. She answered me, no. Still disappointed. But she said, listen, Avis, let's pray and ask our father to help you to locate those keys because I know how important it is that you retrieve them as soon as possible. So she began to pray and we ended our prayer in the name of Jesus. After praying with her, I went to the church and I searched all the areas that I normally don't visit. Still, I couldn't find those keys. So I went back to my closet. Now, let me say this. This was a prime opportunity for me to get rid of some of the things that I said that I was going to give away. So I went back to the closet. I emptied every shoebox, searched every purse inside out, even the ones that had little holes in them. I searched every bag that I carried items in. Still no keys. My husband, I told him that I had misplaced those keys and they've been gone for about three weeks. And he assured me, Avis, you're going to find those keys. They're going to turn up soon. I mentioned this also to my daughter and I inquired that if maybe the youngest granddaughter 
had picked them up and taken them home. Sometimes she has a habit of doing that. But she assured me, she said, no, Ma, she didn't get your keys. So one night I had a dream that I found the keys and that they were in an area that was tucked away and underneath something. I was not giving up finding my keys because I really, really, really needed them. I went back to my car for the umpteenth time and something said to look inside my travel bag. So I did. Tucked underneath my books were the set of keys that I had been diligently searching for. I called my husband and I told him that I found my keys and where I found them. My husband stopped and said, Avis, why are your keys in that bag? Why are they in there in the first place? Put them where you normally put them, which is in your purse and not just any arbitrary place. Well, I couldn't give him an answer because during that time, I was moving so swiftly, trying to get everything set up for an event that was taking place that I remember putting them in that bag and saying to myself that I was going to go back and get them out and put them in my purse. Well, as you see, that didn't happen, and it caused me a lot of pain trying to locate those keys so that I can move forward and to get into places that I needed to without having to get someone else's keys or not being able to go into those areas because I had misplaced those keys. And that's when it hit me. Revelation knowledge. The Spirit of the Lord said to me, just as diligently you have been seeking for nearly three weeks to find those set of keys is the same way that I want you to diligently seek me. I want you to know that those words really hit home to me. I felt the impact of his explanation to me about diligently seeking him just in the same manner that I was looking so intensely for those keys, I knew that I would not be able to access certain doors without those keys. I knew that not having them prevented me from moving forward, for working in ease, for opening the door for others. And in my haste, I placed those keys in a bag that I normally don't go into every day. I was immediately reminded of a woman in the Bible who had lost a coin. She searched diligently. It did not say how long she searched, but there was an intensity behind her wanting to retrieve this coin. Apparently, this coin meant something to her because now she's able to move forward. She's able to do things that she needed. Maybe she needed to pay a bill or maybe she needed to bless someone with it. But when she found that coin, she called up her friends and told them, rejoice with her. I would like to read this scripture. It comes from St. Luke, chapter 15, verses 8 through 10. Either 
What woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lost one piece, or if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and search diligently till she find it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Look, rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, and this is the Lord speaking, There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. The Lord was calling me into greatness, and he's still calling me into greatness, just like he's calling you. He wants us to not sit on our laurels and just be content with the status quo, but he wants us to seek him diligently, putting our whole heart into it. If you haven't noticed, we are living in some perilous times where anything can go wrong at any moment. You're going to need the keys to the kingdom of heaven in order to effectively worship and effectively minister to people. If we don't diligently seek his word, if we don't go into his word and ask for revelation knowledge and his understanding to be revealed in us as to uh, what does the scripture mean, how does it apply to me, how does it apply to others, so that when that day and that moment comes, when someone approaches us, then and only then can we give them the solid word of God that it will bring deliverance, it will be able to bring enlightenment, and it will show them the love of Christ. And once we do that, there's going to be a lot more fasting, a lot more praying, a lot more setting aside uh, of yourself and of your time to spend with the Father. He wants to communicate with us. He wants to talk with us. He wants to commune with us. And not only does he want to talk to us, he wants us to talk with him. And we have this awesome uh, dialogue going on between father and child. We begin to understand that our father really does love us and he cares so much about us no matter what we're having to deal with in this life, that as long as we diligently seek him, he's always on our side. And even better yet, when we slip and we fall, if we slip and we fall, his hands are always out. He's always there to pick us up, to love us, and to show us of his great mercy and his kindness. Well, listeners, I hope and pray that today's message left a huge impact on your life, that you too will begin to diligently seek the Lord. Seek out what he wants you to do. Seek out where he wants you to be and to search for his wisdom, his revelation knowledge, and the peace that he wants to give to you. Be like the scripture that says, Now faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You've heard the word of God. Now I want you to knock and keep on knocking. Seek and keep on seeking. Ask and keep on asking. For the Lord wants us to diligently be in his face, to diligently love him even more, and to diligently search his wisdom. 
Now may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ rest and abide with you until our next podcast. We trust that you have been blessed by today's message. We all need to be reminded who we are and whose we are. Our true identity can sometimes be lost in our everyday living. We strive daily to make the mark of excellence that will please God, but sometimes we fail. I am thankful that we serve a loving and forgiving God, one who gives us more chances than we deserve. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15 reads, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another. If any have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. We were made for this, a vessel set apart to live out the true meaning of salvation. Don't allow the enemy of defeat, depression, disbelief, and talk of death lead you down the wrong pathway. You can contact Avis at Avis Woolley Ministries, P.O. Box 805, Conyers, Georgia, 30012, or email her at mail at aviswoolleyministries.org. Remember, this is not our home. So until the next broadcast, be safe, be confident, be whole.